Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This is a show where we talk about how to change our lives by changing our thoughts. And every week, I bring you a new guest, or sometimes it's just me, offering up my own stories or perspectives. And really, what we talk about every week on this show is just what I said in the intro, how to change our thoughts and which will in turn change our lives. And this week, our topic is transcendental meditation. My guest is Jim Mead, and he's the author of a new book on transcendental meditation. And we're going to get into all of that today. Um, but before we do, I wanted to just let you know on this topic of TM, um, I know nothing about this. I actually came into this interview as a complete beginner. I didn't do any research on it. I was really just wanting to approach this with, with genuine curiosity, which is what I did. So I think you're going to find this interview not only fascinating, but actually you're going to get to the end of this and be like, okay, yes, there's, this is something I can take away from this interview and actually do something about. So stay tuned. We've got a great interview ahead and I really hope that you enjoy it. Today, I want to welcome Jim Mead to the show. His new book is called End Anxiety, Proven Benefits of the Transcendental Meditation Program. We all know we're living in troubling times, and, and, and with it comes a host of mental health concerns, notably depression, stress, and anxiety. We may not be able to change the world, but Jim's newest book shows us how we can help ourselves. The problem is real, and Jim offers an instant and lasting solution. And Jim, I want to welcome you to the Create What You Speak podcast. Thank you so much. So let's start out telling the audience just a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, great. So again, thank you for having me. And uh, I'm a transcendental meditation teacher. There's a story even in that that may come up because it's not entirely by choice, but I feel like life brought me into doing that. And I teach with my wife, and we've taught together a couple thousand people. And I know that change is a big theme of this website. So I'll just mention a few places that we've taught. Alaska, Los Angeles, Hawaii, Hong Kong, Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, and uh, Nepal, and Jamaica. And often we were in residence there for a couple, three, four months, even longer. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I'm a transcendental meditation teacher. I have a PhD in English from Northwestern University. So there's my credibility. I was quite a serious student. Mm -hmm. And uh, but change came and I became uh, much more independent. And I was a founding professor at Maharshi International University. Mm -hmm. And then I became a full-time writer. And I have written 35 books, of which this is number 35. Wow, amazing. So, okay, so there's so many ways I want to go with this. But let's start out talking about what transcendental meditation is and maybe what it isn't. And then I want to get into your story of change and how, how, how how this went for you. Beautiful. So transcendental meditation is a simple, natural, effortless mental technique for diving inside. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, probably William Wordsworth said it best, the 19th century poet, because people occasionally spontaneously had this experience. Mm -hmm. And that he said, I fell asleep in body and became a living soul. And Mm -hmm. this is a technique where we instantly have that experience People never believe me when I say this, 
And then when I've in, instructed them, they always believe me. Right. So it's an instant connecting inside. And um, it's what it's not is what you think of. If you don't, if you haven't learned it, what you think of as meditation, it's not sitting with your back straight and concentrating on your breath. It's not listening to a podcast where someone guides you into a peaceful state. It is this experience of connecting with the infinite, which is you. Mm, interesting. Yes. And this is something I am not at all familiar with. So I'm very, I've meditated. I've used the, you know, the guided meditations um, right. very frequently. So transcendental meditation, you were, you were there in the mid sixties when we were undergoing, you know, such a change in the world. And there was a real surge in the TM movement. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? And maybe we could talk mm -hmm. about change and how it sounds like transcendental me meditation picked you up and carried you and you accepted the kind of the, that path to go on. So can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, that's a perfect description of it, you know, and, and so the sixties was when the Beatles started and there's a very famous course in 1968 uh, in India where the Beatles were there. Mia Farrow was there. Uh, other, uh, famous musicians and, and performers and Mike Love of the Beach Boys. And that's where the wave of publicity came. Mm -hmm. The biggest wave of starting TM came in the 70s, and I was definitely there for all of that. And that is, uh, Marcy appeared on a show, the Merv Griffin Show. TV was different then. There weren't yeah. 5,000 cable channels. So everybody watched it. And mm -hmm. then they were just pouring into our TM centers like crazy. We're opening new centers and um, it, it seemed to me like, okay, finally people get it and everybody's doing TM. But like all good things, it went through another cycle like that. Now, as for me personally, when I was finishing my PhD at Northwestern, for which I have to credit the TM, because once I started it, I finished my, P my dissertation in four months. Wow. But my wife said to me, if you go straight into teaching, stay on the straight and narrow, and I know you're not satisfied with it, I'll leave you. <laughs> and <laughs> and we, we've been together 54 years. So, and so I didn't, I didn't. And I actually went seeking, I wanted ultimate knowledge. I yeah. wanted ultimate knowledge. And it's amazing how this actually comes to you when we go out and look for it. You know, so I got all kinds of, of uh, invitations. I got picked up on the street by some Buddhists who said, you want to come to a meeting? I said, yes. And out of all these, um, I went to a weekend course in Transcendental Meditation. We just taught mm -hmm. one actually this weekend, and I was sold out. It's experiential. It's the experience. It's like, okay, I know what this is about. I know what life is about. I've been there. Sometimes people even describe this experience of transcending as coming home or mother is at home. It's like I am experiencing the nature of life. So once I got launched on the TM and and then uh, Maharshi was doing Maharshi Mahashyogi, who brought this to America, mm -hmm. he was doing courses in person. And I went to one of them and I was just enthralled. I just, <laughs> I had, I had read everything. Basically, you know, I've read everything, right. all the classics. And I was like, here it is. 
live and um, just totally um, solid. I mean, I just, you know, as I listened to it, of course, I was trained to question everything. Yeah. But there were always answers to my questions. So not having experienced this myself, I'm trying to, and I guess I can't do it because I haven't experienced it, <laughs> but I'm trying to imagine yeah. what this would be like. So can you give those of us who aren't familiar with it? Is it an internal feeling that this brings you? Is it a, a clarity? Is it knowledge? Like what, what are the benefits from this and how does one, is it different for everybody or how does it exactly work? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Great question. Actually. Um, in a way it's different for everybody and in a way it's universal. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's different for everybody is it really depends on the condition of our own nervous system. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and that is unknowable also. Right. So, um, so in that sense, it's very personal, but the other thing, you know, I was listening to somebody, I guess one of our teachers who was saying every, every time I have taught this technique, it has worked. And so it always works. And that is that we always take this dive inside. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to find? The easiest thing that we can go by to verify this isn't the subjective experience. Mm-hmm. It's the body. Sometimes you'll just stop breathing altogether. It's like, wait a minute, I've never done this before. I yeah. have never been this relaxed. So you, if you learn it, I'll come there and teach you. I'll send my wife. <laughs> you get profoundly relaxed. Sometimes you'll have the experience of your breathing even stopping. Your mm-hmm. arms and legs feel heavy. One person said my favorite thing. She said, everything slowed down and then I disappeared. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So there it is, universal and yet personal. Yeah, yeah. And so you you learn the technique, you experience this. And then what happens? What what is what's the benefit once you come out of it? So you've you're you're you've experienced this and is it a daily practice? Is it something that um people do on their own? Do they have to go to someone who, you know, a class each time or how does that work? <laughs> that was a bunch of questions. You're excited. <laughs> I know. I'm very curious about this because I, I want to feel like that. Like I want to experience yeah. that. So and I want <laughs> you to feel like that. So um so when you come out of it, one of the main benefits absolutely is clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, people just feel more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, people feel calmer. Mm-hmm. But the theme of my book and the thing I love to report is the anxiety is gone. Yeah. You, you know, so, and I love it. The interesting thing is the more anxious the person, the more it's gone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so when when a person learns the TM, and uh, so I had a high school student the other day, um, 17 year old girl um very attractive and and uh and what a shame that anxiety was she's a softball player and various Mm -hmm. things what a shame that the anxiety's there and she told me she's anxious and and uh i said okay here we go to myself and then uh and she'd been anxious for weeks months like that after i taught her are you still anxious no it's gone 
And then I asked her, I saw her again after one day, two days, three days, it stayed gone. Mm. So the anxiety is gone. The calmness is there. The clarity is there. And out of all those things comes creativity. You know, an yeah. interesting yeah. interesting paradox is that it cools us off. People expect that of meditation. You chill out. And it heats us up in the sense of our creativity goes way up, way, way up. You know, I've okay, I've written 35 books, 30, 35, not even sure anymore. <laughs> Depends what you count or count the right. all the computer documentation that I've written and unpublished books. It's probably right. 50. Where does all that creativity come from? It comes from inside. And what connects me with my inside? Transcending. You know, I've often felt in my own experience, the amount of anxiety and worry and fear that I use my internal resources on is is such a waste. I could be using that on so much better things. But when we're in that that state of that, it's it's um, first off, it, it, it for me, I'll only speak for myself. It always it felt normal. It felt like that's just the way life is for me. I, you know, I have this stabbing feeling of pain in my stomach from all the anxiety, like eating me alive. It felt like, right. And so what you're saying there with the creativity and being able to free up that space, like free up that mental space and that energetic space within us is, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not going to speak, I'll speak for myself that, that, that is what, like, I feel like I've spent a, a big chunk of my life looking for right how do i do this how do i ease my my own suffering right. my own internal suffering that sounds like what you're saying as i said in the intro this is a an instant and lasting solution it's instant and lasting i mean we have to do it twice a day you know if we don't uh, then the anxiety comes back but if we yeah. do it twice a day and it's only 20 minutes and i i want to mention a part of the brain the amygdala Mm-hmm. I didn't give you a slide on this, but there is actually a fear center in the brain. Yeah. And when you mentioned, you know, having to fight this and all that, and I was thinking often, you know, I mean, things still happen in my life. It'll be like, right. oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm not happy about that. And I'll sit down and I'll do the 20 minutes. And, you know, this is what another person said to me. It's like, what was it anyway? <laughs> Yeah, right. What was I worried about? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things that happens is the amygdala, this fear center in the brain, it's just a tiny, I'm looking at the tip of my finger here, a tiny little P-shaped thing that pumps out fear. Obviously, that's useful. You know, if you're about to be attacked or, you know, be hit by a bus or something, then fine, the, the fear shoots in. But anxiety is when that fear is there and there's no reason for it or a small reason and so what the transcending does is that it bathes that whole the whole brain in coherence and that fear center gets reset and we can't talk ourselves into resetting it i think if we could i think if we could we wouldn't have anybody coming into tm we get people who uh have tried everything and they've tried to talk themselves out of it. And it works for a little while. You know, there's a wonderful self-help right. books and everything. Right. And then it comes back. Right. That, <laughs> and that's my experience, right? Like I find little paths 
it, it, you know, different stages of my life at, at different times when I'm going through different things, I find little pockets of relief from that. Yeah, right? absolutely. little pockets here and there. I find them and they'll last for a period of time, but, but it's nothing. Um, I, I mean, from what you're sounding, what it sounds, what you're, what it sounds like what you're describing is you're fixing the root of it where a lot of the other stuff is fixing it more at the, um, the surface level, like what you can see, we're not getting down underneath there of what the true root cause is. Perfect. Perfect. Can I quote you on that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back to the book. It's so your book, End Anxiety, Proven Benefits of the Transcendental Meditation Program. So there's a lot of, um, again, as someone who doesn't know about this and, um, you know, this is very fascinating to me, very interesting. And, and I think everybody listening is going to be like, okay, I want this book because I want to know how to do this, right? I want this. Right. I want to know what is this? It's, it feels like to me, like a missing link, like the missing piece that, um, that I've been searching for and, you know, going all these other directions. But it sounds like what you're saying here is, is that missing link for a lot of us where we're able to get to the root of that one thing that is sucking our life force out of us. So <laughs> <Nice>. let's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. That's, that's my own experience. I'm not going to speak for yeah. everybody. But um, let's talk about the benefits of, of meditation and some of the research that's went into that and um, what you've learned and, and your years of this and, and all your writing and, and your experience even with your students. Yes. Let me, I'm um, going to show some slides really quick here. Okay. We've got, so for those on the audio only, I'm going to have a link in the show notes here where we're going to be able to, uh, we'll link to these slides that, that Jim and I are talking through. And if you're able to go back and watch the video, the slides will be helpful, but we'll also talk through them and explain what we're looking at as well. So Jim, let's talk about this first slide here. What, what, it, what this depicts with the brain. Okay. Because, and you described perfectly early in our conversation, how when the anxiety is very strong, it just kind of sucks the life out of things. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're showing in this slide is that the prefrontal cortex, that frontal area of the brain, um, which is, and then it says underneath, that's where we do our attention, our planning, our organizing, our impulse control, moral reasoning, all these wonderful things that make us high performers under stress, they shut down. And we all know what that feels like. Yeah. It's like, don't bother me. Give me some popcorn. And, and <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. Like I feel paralyzed. Like I feel like I, I should be doing something, but I can't do it. And I'm just frozen in time. <laughs> that's the prefrontal cortex actually shuts down. And, mm -hmm. and that's useful under stress when there's an immediate threat, you know, right. so um, a bus all of a sudden is coming right at you. And so um, that shuts down. So you don't think about, Oh, what type of bus is this? And is it really, right. you just, right. Jump. <laughs> right. But the rest of the time we don't need that. And what the TM does, and that's when resetting the amygdala, the fear center actually does that, is that that gets shut down. So I don't know if you have this in uh, slideshow mode, Do, is it? Uh, let me um, go to slideshow. Sorry about that. Yes, here we go. Okay, here we are. Okay. And then, so there it is. This, this shows it reset. And then uh, if you move, you know, click once or move forward once and show it uh, as it get one more time, there it is shut down. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's under stress. And what the TM does, so then go backwards a couple of slides, 
it resets it. So okay. that 20 minute meditation that I was talking about, right. where we can't remember what was wrong. Right. <laughs> that's what's happened. 20 minutes, you know, it's reset, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's in a sense like a tranquilizer, except a tranquilizer doesn't have this energizing aspect, but it's like, okay, the body's uh, tranquilizers just went to work and I'm yeah. chill. Yeah. What, bring it on. You know, I have a favorite story, a realtor friend of mine who was an incredibly dynamic realtor. She and her husband, they owned a huge, like a really like a state park mm -hmm. in uh, Southern California, Temecula area. And they, uh, she was to go into a meeting at six o'clock at night and she had reached that shutdown point. Yeah. And she, and she was like scary. She was like, everybody just leave me alone. I'm <laughs> going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> she meditated and she said it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to the, in that meeting. She just owned it, you know? So that's, <laughs> that's the advantage it gives us. Yes. And I can, I mean, the benefit here, like that I can see too, is that often when we're, again, from my experience, when I'm in this state, I'm trying to think my way out of it. I'm trying to think harder yeah. or think right. a different solution or, you know, and so not only am I being zapped of my energy by feeling all that anxiety, I'm being zapped from my energy of trying to add another layer of thinking on top of that for something that I really, from what we're, you're showing here, I can't really think my way out of it. The thinking isn't helpful. It actually feels harmful more than anything at that point. <laughs> you know, some of the thoughts help, but some of the other ones don't. And the thing is that we're kind of vibrating at a stressed level. Right. And so um, that vibe, and we're not really stopping that vibration. So it's like, oh, here's a comforting thought. I have a check coming tomorrow. Or here's a comforting thought. I'm going to see my children or my spouse or whatever. Very comforting. And then the vibrating goes on. Right, right. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm thinking, I was just thinking about uh, Mike Love, you know, the, of the Beach Boys, who wrote an introduction to this book, mm -hmm. Good Vibrations, because yeah. that's yeah. what we're doing is yeah. we're actually uh, finding those good vibrations. And by the way, I have a podcast from him on uh, with him, much like you and I are doing right now. So oh, awesome. My, it's on my website. Yes. And... and Go ahead. We'll link to all that in the show notes so the listeners can find it easily. When I, I just did an interview with him and then um, he left himself. It was about 40 minutes before his show. And he said, OK, I have to go. Why? Because he meditates before the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's go on. To, I want to go on to some of these other slides because this this data is so it, so interesting, but also it. it this what we're talking about is real right there's there's data to back this up this is real there's real changes exactly. in people's lives as a result of this so do you want to talk through this slide here well this this one this increased physiological relaxation and so you know what it shows very simply is that our breathing rate during the tm slows down tremendously it even stops for a while because mm -hmm. it's just pure osmosis going on. We're re breathing at the finest level. And then um, perspiration decreases, you know, because we perspire when we're nervous. And during the TM, we just calm down. And then this plasma lactate is that certain uh, chemicals associated with stress. And we have another slide showing cortisol, which is now the most famous of the stress. Um, here we go. During the TM that cortisol level goes down. Mm -hmm. 
they actually can just measure it in the saliva and they measure it before and after we meditate. And it's like, oh my goodness, the stress hormone is down. So um, the degree of rest, and I just taught somebody last week, and she, she, uh, she's a social worker, and she said, I can't sit still. I just can't. I'm not a person who can sit still. And then she learned the TM and she said, well, I can sit still for 20 minutes doing this. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and by the way, you don't have to sit totally still. It's not like one of those Zen meditations you've seen on TV. You can move this and that. But people actually feel just calm and quiet and they can sit still. In fact, they want to. Yeah. And especially, you know, I, I've been in yoga classes or uh, even talk to people who try to do things that are more slower paced, you know, from, um, it could be, like I said, it could be yoga or it could be even like just a simple stretching class. And it, it was always surprising to me, the amount of people that would say they couldn't sit still long enough to stretch. And I was in my mind, I'm like, well, don't, doesn't it, don't you want to feel good afterwards? And I think if you haven't experienced the benefits afterwards, like I was saying at the beginning about TM, that I've never experienced, you don't understand, or you can't know the benefits until you know it, right? You have to at least allow yourself the experience to learn how to do it, to know it, to understand what you're going to get out of it. And I think that that's so important when, especially thinking about if, if someone is interested in trying this or doing this, um, those thoughts can come in of how, Oh, I'm not going to be able to sit still or, Oh, I'm not, you know, I, I can't, I won't do this right. Right. And we yeah. don't even allow ourselves the, the, um, the chance to try something new and we let the voice talk good, you know, talk ourselves out of it. No, exactly. You know, I'll see people just at random, like in the airport or something. It's like everybody has coffee jitters, you yeah. know, so yeah. they're sitting quietly, only their leg keeps jumping and <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. pulling their hair. Yes. And I, I want to go over and whisper a mantra to them, you know, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, it's not that way anymore, you know. And and even, you know, we take the coffee so that we can focus better. And people tell me now they don't even need that afternoon coffee break anymore. They yeah. just are refreshed and calm and clear and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have one more slide here. This one, um, let's talk about this one really quick. Okay, so this is the benefits of coherent brain functioning. And then um, over on the right side, uh, there are various studies related to stress, you know, so decreased neuroticism, everybody knows what that is, decreased state anxiety. So all those things calm down, they get better. And then as you get up near the top, improved concept learning ability. I taught one guy, he was a veteran who went back to college. He was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's in with all these eager, beager, eager uh, yeah. college students. And once he learned the TM, he said, I could understand the concept so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Gave him a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. And so then there's that. A little bit further over, there's the increased creativity. And it's because we think of calming down. I taught a a medical doctor just two months ago. And he said, I was expecting more just the sedative effect, but we get the sedative effect, but we also wake up to this inner, this inner reservoir. And, you know, your website is so much about change. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we don't become static. That's not a static field inside. It's actually a rising wave of creativity. 
So when we tune into that, both things happen. We become calm and we become more creative. Right. Now, there's a little bit more here. We have integration, increased, improved neurological efficiency. Mind-body coordination improves. I taught a tennis coach, tennis pro, and he said that um, he always told people the right way to serve. Once he learned the TM, he could actually do it. Mm. <laughs> right. So there's the mind-body coordination. And the last one is, um, who are you? Sense of self. Really, yeah. you know, I taught one, a wonderfully successful fellow who managed the money of famous, successful people. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? I don't even really know who I am. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of money. And he wasn't one of those people. But with the TM, we become, it's self-realization, something often spoken about, capital S self. We become who we are. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter. And on the outside, it doesn't matter if people tell us that. Like, you know, people think of me as a yoga teacher, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and the basic cliche and blessings to all yoga teachers. But that's kind of teaching body postures and certain things. And there's a category. Whereas what I'm teaching is this transcending. It's not that. But if people people look at me that way, I don't depend on what they think of me. Right. I, I know. Right. Right. And this, I'm going to stop sharing for just a second so we can go back to the video here of us. Um, so everything we've talked about today with this and your experience with TM, what it's done in your life, how, how does it feel to look back on the journey now through all of this, through the books, through the teaching, through the people you've met, the places you've traveled? How does that feel now? <laughs> I don't want to sound religion, but thank you, God. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you for this, you know, and and uh, to actually uh, realize it, it, it's one thing to realize your dreams. I don't even know, but I didn't know really what my dreams were. When I was in high school, I was going to become uh, a businessman like my dad. And, um, you know, and I wasn't money, money motivated, really, but what was I going to be? So right. I, thanks to this, I found my path of what I wanted to do. Or some things I didn't especially, don't misunderstand me. I don't especially want to teach TM. <laughs> right. It, it takes a lot of time and, and some people are difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and, sure, yes. and, uh, and all that time I'm not writing, which I most prefer. But as I look back at the blessings in a wonderful 54 year marriage with my wife, mm -hmm. who's a, also this incredible teacher of transcendental meditation, and we go out as a team and we travel the world and I do things I never dreamed of doing. I didn't dream that I would be in Nepal teaching basketball to these soldiers mm -hmm. <laughs> and also teaching TM there. So, and, you know, publishing one book, even publishing one book, it actually took me 13 years before I published one and um, is an amazing, amazing achievement. And to have done, you know, basically lost count. Yeah. And the best thing is knowing how to do it. You know, I, I I can I can just sit down and, and basically have the essence of a book 
three, four weeks. And have it. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me to hear you talk about your experience because it, it's what, I, and again, not having any experience with TM and I, I purposefully did not dig deep into it because I wanted to go into it in this interview with you. It seems like TM opened up this space in your life in within you within your your experience in this world and it seems like there was the also the other side of that with change like we talked about where um that you welcomed the change maybe instead of resisting it or feeling like change like i used to have this feeling that if if something changed i i was doing something wrong and i don't know why i had that belief it's like the opposite of what's true but it sounds like from your story that you TM opened up space for you and you, you said yes to all the change that came your way. And <laughs> Beautiful. Is, so and not always, not always willingly. I mean, yeah. I might do another book. I already have it in draft form mm-hmm. of uh, the change that I went through from being an academic, a professor, a, a decorated PhD to being a basically down in the dirt writer collecting rejection slips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was not, I did, I was kicked into that really by nature. I, it's something I think, you know, I'm a, um, it's my calling. I'm a natural writer. You know, my grandmother, you know, wrote funny things for the Clyde New York newspaper. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, I have uh, two sisters who are professional writers, but I wasn't there. And so the thing about it is that, yes, I said yes to it, um, but only because I couldn't get around. I couldn't get around it. You know, the TM kind of creates that condition where out of necessity, we end up doing what we really love. And I I was thinking there's an instance where I didn't say yes fast enough. Uh And because I didn't, I began to say it more quickly. So I was waiting. Maharshi Mahesh Yogi is this enlightened guru. Mm -hmm. And people would wait in line for hours, days, just to get to ask him a question. And I was doing that. And I had a choice between um, coming back to teach, because I was on teacher training with him, coming back to the States, I had a teaching job, or I was working on his staff. And so I said to him, finally I got to him, days, and he said, I think should travel with me. And I didn't instantly do that. (laughs) My wife was in medical school. I had the whole conventional path. And then I kept trying to make up for it. And I was offering to work with him. But I can't take credit for always doing it. And always, but I do have that intention whenever these things come up. You know, somebody said to me, they were offering me this teaching position, I think, in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they said, the time to take the cookie is when the cookies are being passed. And <laughs> right. Nina, and these opportunities will leave. So Nina and I are often reminding each other of that. It's like, wait a minute, this is being offered. Like right now, she's being offered a teaching position in Thailand for six weeks. Uh-huh. And um, we've done it before and now, but we're like, well, let's do it. <laughs> Because right. it's not, it's only there those six weeks. 
Right. And I think that what you're talking about as your experience was, and I've learned this in my own life, that once you say the yes, the first yes, and you're willing to do that, then the other yeses come easy. Giving yourself to that first yes, that's then like, okay, I can do this, right? This is possible for me. And then the others seem to come a lot easier. Yeah, there's a momentum to it, or it's like, you know, sliding downhill. It's like an inertia, maybe we get started. And then it's more and more, you know, and I told you my life now is that um, basically my wife and I are nomads, but um, (laughs) we're we're not homeless nomads, you know, but we keep getting offers, come here and teach TM. And um, we go to beautiful places right now. I'm sitting in the Poconos in uh, Pennsylvania, just absolutely on a mountaintop. It's beautiful. And but yeah, so now it's easier. You're right, because and yeah. the, the same with Thailand. It was a huge, huge stretch the first time. But now it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after all the books, after all the teaching and going through this, this latest book that you wrote, did you learn anything new about yourself during this or even maybe about some anything that came out through the book that surprised you? You know, the the amazing thing that's been happening isn't so much the process of writing. Um, I love it when there's a surprise in that. But what's happened is that the non-meditating world has risen up in support mm-hmm. of this book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are an example. The um, My publisher is, uh, he doesn't do transcendental meditation and uh, nor does his staff. And they have all risen up in support of this. And then the first thing he insisted on really forced me to do. So here we have nature forcing us to do things is get transcendental meditation movement approval mm-hmm. for the book. Mm-hmm. And it was a, even a surprise for me. I mean, that's the most difficult thing because the movement is incredibly conscientious about the purity of the teaching we only teach this this way you can't read this in a newspaper you can't have your friend teach it to you you have to learn it not just from me (laughs) but from any certified transcendental meditation teacher well they're so careful that then here i am i love the relative that is i love in new things fresh things i love to be creative they watch me very closely when I write something. You mm. know, if I have succeeded in having a foot in both worlds, that is the re- formal requirements of transcendental meditation, the movement, and also what people love to read and what's funny and fun and different and you never know what's coming next, which is also in my book, if I can do that. But that was the hardest thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a word, just not getting thrown out of the movement. (laughs) 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 Well, let's talk a little bit more about the book, how people can find out about it when it's coming out, how they can find out more about you. And even if somebody wants to get started with TM, how would they go about it? Okay, beautiful. So the book has been through this elaborate production process. It's now at the printers. And so the formal release date is October 18th. Mm-hmm. And probably already, I didn't check, but you can probably order it already, even on Amazon. But it's on Amazon. It's, it'll be in bookstores. 
And so all of your usual ways of getting it. Now the Transcendental Meditation, and I have a website, uh, jamesgmead.com, and mead is M-E-A-D-E with, with an E on the end. And so um, there you can also read some sample chapters and see if you like me. <laughs> and um, so now the Transcendental Meditation has a website, tm.org. Mm -hmm. And um, and then there's an established organization throughout the country and throughout the world. And so um, go to tm.org and then it says find a teacher, click on that. And then um, there's a central office that will always connect you up with a teacher. And um, And then there is this thing that we have to learn it from a teacher. Why is that? And so I told you, my publishers are not meditators, and they wanted to to have a chapter that says, you don't have to learn this, or you can learn this from a book. Uh -huh. And I was like, you can't. Right. You can't. <laughs> you can't teach it to yourself. And what is it? It's this experience of falling asleep in body and becoming a living soul. You don't get that. Mm -hmm. Just um, if you, I tried it. I read that first. I wasn't a meditator. I read that in college and I'm like, is this it? Is this it? Am I there? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so um, tm.org and jamesgmead.com. And the title of the book is end anxiety with an exclamation point and then proven benefits of the transcendental meditation program. Well, I love it. And I'm going to put all the links in the show notes for the listeners so they can easily find that. Um, so we're coming at the end of our time. Unfortunately, this is such an interesting topic and I would love to continue it. Um, but before we close out today, what do you hope readers take away or learn after reading your book? You know, it's simple. It's a little nutshell. Learn TM really, yeah. you know, that's, that's it. But the other thing is this angle, you know, because the people so much, um, think it's just going to be like pacifying. Yeah. And, Begin to take on the big challenges, begin to do the big things, you know, tell me about it after you do it, because that's the other thing. And maybe the surprising thing, you know, when we teach children, we'll say, do you want to grow up to be great? And I've watched children do this now who do transcendental meditation. So that's what I say to the readers. Yes, do TM and please go out and be great. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Thank you, Jim. It's been such an amazing conversation. My guest today has been Jim Mead, author of the book, End Anxiety, Proven Benefits of the Transcendental Meditation Program. So thank you again for joining us today. Well, thank you so much. It's been a delight. You've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you by webtalkradio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more.